Stand by for the hook. Welcome to The Hook with Katie Kempner, Vice President of Agency Communications at Crispin Porter and Bogusky, the most awarded advertising agency in the world. Every Tuesday at the intersection of advertising and PR, The Hook, where Katie talks with advertising visionaries, top journalists, cutting-edge creatives, authors, and PR gurus. Hear what these industry insiders have to say about the changing landscape of advertising and PR today. Now here's your host, Katie Kempner. Hello, I'm Katie Kempner. Today is Tuesday, October 28th, and you are listening to The Hook, where each week I talk to advertising, branding, and public relations insiders who are both leading and covering the industry. Hopefully, by listening to these thought leaders, you'll find inspiration and new ideas and have some fun along the way. Today, my guest will be Teresa Aizzi, editor of Creativity Magazine. We're going to take a very quick commercial break, and when we come back, we'll be talking to Teresa. Be back right after this. Sit tight and don't move. The Hook will be back after this short break. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to thousands of subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO SEO ready. Plus, we provide express editorial review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours article distribution at its easiest one form one click thousands of results get your free account today at articlesender.com that's article s-e-n-d-e-r.com geez another year with no refund from the irs i got a nice chunk of change this year i'm buying a new car and i'm going to fiji how in the world did you do that i got in on taxbrain.com's affiliate program and it's easy to make big money during tax season just by bringing them other people paying their taxes taxbrain.com how does that work with taxbrain.com's affiliate program i command a huge payday with their nitro payouts because i get paid for leads as well as sales that sounds easy how do you do it they give me all the tools it takes like dedicated publisher support analytics capabilities custom tracking and creative services and so much more that i need to make money the easy way wow with 140 million households paying taxes every year i bet there's no shortage of business all season long now you got the idea make money off the tax man how do i find out more visit taxbrain.com forward slash affiliates to find out more taxbrain.com america's online tax service Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network 
giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic. With over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield, their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search. ABCSearch.com Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now back to The Hook. The intersection of advertising and PR. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Today I'm extremely pleased to be joined by Teresa Easy, editor of Creativity Magazine. Creativity Magazine is an ad age group publication and it is the magazine for creatives. And when I say creatives, I include creative directors, copywriters, art directors, production people, film directors, music companies, all these people look to creativity to really take the pulse of the industry. So welcome, Teresa. Hey, that was a Quite an introduction. Good to be here. I'm moonlighting as your PR person now. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, last time we talked, which was back in March, um, it was the 20th anniversary issue, and it was um, a big redesign. Wow, was it that long ago? It was that long ago. And I'm wondering, how was the redesign, you know, received? Has it sort of changed? Has it changed how you cover things? Yes, um, the redesign was received very well. Um, That was sort of phase one of the redesign, and as Mm -hmm. you know, we've kind of gone through phase two, which is um, redesigning the format of the magazine. We're now at a different shape and size and perfect bound, kind of better paper, et cetera. So we've changed in that way. And also, you know, with the redesign um, back then, it also kind of signaled a change or an expansion in our mandate. I mean, our name is Creativity, and as you said, we're, you know, the magazine of creatives. And again, as you know, creatives' jobs have, have changed a lot. They've broadened. And, you know, for the creatives and producers and all of those other people in our audience, they're now doing a lot of different things that you know, may or may not have to do with ad creation as we've always known it in the past. Stuff like designing spaces and products or video games and long-form content and all those things. So we've brought in a lot more creative voices, um, you know, from outside of the strictly advertising area. And some of those people are doing brand work, but some of them are just, you know, doing amazing work that inspires us. Well, let's talk a little bit about this, the latest issue, um, the Creative Marketers Report, because I know that that's one that people really look forward to. It says when a brand becomes a movement, uh, can you just talk about the creative, you you talk, I'll be quiet, about the Creative Marketers Report a little. (laughs) Sure, the Creative Marketers Report we started um, three years ago, and it was, you know, again, we're the magazine of creatives, but it, you know, it's, it's very obvious, sometimes painfully obvious that in a lot of cases, great creative work starts with a great marketer, somebody who has a real, you know, who embraces creativity and innovation and has a strong sense of their own brand and their own audience. So we wanted to start doing some stories, you know, from the marketer's point of view 
and we wanted mm-hmm. to start identifying the marketers that we thought, you know, were really doing interesting things. And we found that in a lot of cases, it was um, marketers that were not only doing great ads um, and great communications, but also marketers. Some of them you, d- you really didn't associate with advertising, but they had, um, you know, a really sense of uh, a strong sense of their own brand identity, or they had a great pro- uh, design story. Um, so there's a good range of marketers in there, and um, it's yeah, it's become a really popular issue and one that I I love doing. Oh well, here's what we could use as an example. How about hmm? I'll just pick this one out of the air. Zappos shoes. <laughs> Why do you choose Zappos? Well, you know, what's funny about that, um, you know, aside from our shared kind of shoe fetish. Um, <laughs> fetish is such a strong word. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great example of what I'm talking about. A marketer has, you know, you don't, I don't know, I'm, I've seen Zappos ads, but you don't really think of Zappos for their ads. You think of them for um, the whole customer experience. And it was funny with Zappos, my, my coworker, our managing editor, Ann Diaz, talks about Zappos all the time. Like, she just talks about it. <laughs> She's a huge fan. She orders shoes there, and she talks about it. And I think that's a great thing. that She, she became a, you know, a brand disciple and an evangelist just based on her experience with the brand. So that was natural for us, and she was really interested in doing that story. And when you read the story, it's, you know, they have a, a really interesting culture that is very focused on their own people and training their own people and making sure that their own people are a reflection of their brand um, at any time consumers are, are interacting with them. So, um, you know, it was a really great story, and I loved the picture they did with the shoes on their head. Yeah, that was really cool. (laughs) And on the cover, now this couldn't be more timely, on the cover you pick Obama as a marquee marketer of the year, Obamanon, you say. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, just him and what you see with his, he was also marketer of the year for Ad Age, sort of the whole phenomenon around him? Yeah, um, our we made our pick completely independently of that. By the way, the two weren't related at all. We, um, you know, we so noted our list. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just think it's interesting that you know, the creativity picks Obama as their sort of most interesting marketer of the year, and then you know, a little while later, a group of marketers who I'm sure are are mixed in terms of their political affiliations. Um, also pick him. But for us, it was just, uh, I don't know, I just thought one of the most compelling brand creation stories um, of the last little while, not only from the standpoint of the way he's um, run his campaign and the different things that he's done in terms of, you know, really effective use of social media and the real sort of grassroots, ground-up kind of effort, but the thing I think is most striking is the the degree to which the creative community has just, you know, embraced this and started creating all these different things on behalf of him and his campaign. I just, you know, from the Shepherd Fairy um, posters that obviously mm-hmm. our cover is um, kind of the next generation of that. Shepherd Fairy was kind enough to do an original piece for us, which we we're really excited about. I think it turned out really well. Um, yeah. You know, from that to there's uh, just an endless list of artists who have just, you know, under their own steam, 
done these things because they felt moved by his campaign to, you know, you just saw the latest one, the Charles Stone, the director who did the What's Up Budweiser films, all those years ago, um, you know, just did an update of that. And I talked to him the other day, and it was just, you know, simply he did it all with his, their own money and just because he wanted to do something for the campaign, something that was, you know, used his skills in a meaningful way. So I think that's, you know, for us, for creativity, just that, that the, the creative community's involvement with um, Obama the brand. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, things like hope and change, he's have been made into, like, real sort of brand values and rather than, you know, meaningless political sort of slogans. One hopes. <laughs> hey, so let's sort of segue from... Uh, yeah, I'm trying from to remain to... objective. <laughs> yes. <laughs> talking about Obama and, and, you know, the immense amount of money that's spent on a presidential campaign to, to sort of the economic... Com- climate and what that means for the industry from a creative standpoint. I mean, in in these difficult economic times, how do you see things changing? I think that the first way they're going to change is sort of the way that they always change when times get a little bit tough. And that's to say that I think that a lot of people will have the immediate reaction of kind of um, closing down, um, just being a bit more conservative. You know, you'll see obviously more ads about price points and things like that. So I think that's just sort of, you know, as everyone across the economy just kind of shuts down and, you know, you hold off. You hold off on buying that big ticket item. You hold off on making that investment because of the climate. Um, You know, you also see a lot of that in advertising. But I also think that it's the perfect time um, for innovation. For it's, you know, the best idea is to pick this time to do something bold and to do something that's going to be really meaningful for people, um, kind of to, to zig when others zag or whatever. But I think that, you know, you'll be seeing a lot of that because I think a lot more um, people realize that it is a good time to do that, and I think there's a lot more accessible tools, you know, to do something that is different and innovative and means something to your audience. So I think you'll see a bit of that, and I think that it is going to be a really tough time. I'm, I don't, I think next year is going to be really interesting and um, quite challenging. But when you're talking about, you know, it's a time to zig when others are zagging. But are you also, and this this isn't really zigging when people are zagging at all. But are you also, you know, kind of thinking that it's a way bigger time to be um, involved with digital because it's so much less expensive and, and the reach of it, or? Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of um, marketers are going to keep their investment in digital, and mm-hmm. it is one obvious um, way to be innovative. And yeah, in some cases, it's um, accessible in terms of pricing to do something. Um, but that's just one way. I think there's a lot of a lot of different ways, and they can start anywhere along the you know along the brand continuum from products to um, communications. And let me ask you a question, just talking a little bit about digital, and then let's go talk about talk about um, online for creativity. What, I mean, Ad Critic is Ad Critic is the place, at least at, at least at Kristen Porter Bogusky. If a creative does an ad, they don't care where it is; they want to see it on Ad Critic. What? Well, that's where, good is to know. Ad, where is Ad Critic these days, and and how do you keep <laughs> it so fresh and lively that everybody wants to be on it all the time? 
Oh, wow. It's fresh and lively. That's, uh, it's that's fresh and lively. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's, um, as you know, we redesigned the site um, a little while back to open it up a little bit and to allow, you know, more kinds of work to be showcased properly. As Ad Critics started as, um, you know, a place to see TV commercials, and that's still, you know, a huge part of what we do. I mean, the, the people are still interested in seeing what that spot of the day is going to be. Um, but, you know, there's... Uh, there, all kinds of different work we showcase now, from um, package and product design to print to all kinds of interactive stuff to stuff that doesn't even have a, you know, a definition. And in some cases, stuff that isn't technically brand work, that but, but that we feel is, um, you know, culturally important or that has inspired the creative community. So we've, you know, we've tried to um, create a better platform for showing work. Um, we've tried to bring more audience feedback into it, and we've tried to do different things like original videos and, uh, you know, our top five, which kind of gives you a, in a nutshell summary if you don't feel like <laughs> looking at all the work every day. Um, so we've done a lot of stuff, but if I'm honest with you, there's a ton of stuff we still have to do. The, the redesign was really phase one, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, there is some stuff uh, – Again, to be honest, it didn't work perfectly, you know, that we still have to improve on. So AdCritic, or Creativity Online, as it's now called, um, is very much a work in progress. But, yeah, I'm very happy that it has um, kind of retained its personality and its value for creative people who um, still want to go on the site every day to see what, you know, what is considered the most important or the most interesting work of the day. And I think that's been our strong point is that, you know, there's a lot, since Ad Critics started, there's been an explosion in the number of places you can go online to see work, obviously. But yeah. we offer that sort of curated, um, you know, opinion about, okay, this isn't comprehensive. This isn't every single ad that came out today. This is um, the stuff that's most creative. And, uh it's a lot of fun to uh, post that work every day. <laughs> well, I think the difference is that, you know, you, you're on Creativity Online. I'm sorry I called it Ad Critic. I'm, I'm old school. No, you know uh, what? I'm, I'm, I'm back to the days of Jim Hannis. Hi, Jim. <laughs> no. But um, I think that, you know, you're not snarky. I mean, you don't like everything. Everything isn't going to be, you know, loved. But But I think there's that there's a whole sort of way of being of covering the industry and covering ads and certainly, you know, covering Crispin Porter Boguski, um, of this sort of snarky, not very nice way of being. And you guys kind of keep yourself above that while still voicing your opinion on what you think is good. Yeah, well, I think that the fact that our site is meant to be um, a showcase of good work kind of helps in that because right away we're, you know, we're not putting everything up so that we're not putting a lot of sort of bad work up, I guess, so that, you know, that kind of lends itself to um, more sniping. Having yeah. said that, you know, you've read our comments. There's still a lot of, you know, even with the, the work that we do post, there's a lot of opinions and there's a lot of negativity, and that's fine. I mean, that's how we bring the, um, you know, the community voice into it. But we try and moderate the comments um, so that, you know, we take a lot of the personal, you know, really kind of harsh, unnecessary stuff out 
stuff that's really not adding anything to to the debate. Just uh, it's basically yeah, that guy's a whatever, whatever. So you save that yeah. for cocktail hour, where it should be. <laughs> exactly. Cocktail hour. But, no, I would be remiss if I didn't just ask you, if somebody wants to send work, I mean, if they're listening and they're like, oh, fine, well, whatever, you're CPB, you know, it's easy for you. But, I mean, I sort of see two sides of it because with my MDC job and we have a lot of different agencies that aren't as big and aren't maybe as well-known and some that are. But um, I see the smaller agencies that are like, well, how do I get all that in, in front of them? If somebody wants to sort of get on your radar, what do you suggest they do? Um, the first thing to do is just send me or send us um, links to work. It's really easy. I mean, it can be addressed to me, and, you know, I can give you addresses if you want, or it can be addressed to, um, you know, the editors so that a bunch of us see it. So in case I miss something or, you know, I don't like something, <laughs> there's a couple of different eyes on it. And that's um, creativityeds at creativity-online.com. Um, so that's the first and most obvious way. Just uh, send us the work or call me if you want to talk about it. Um, you know, we also just scan what's out there every day online. So, you know, we're always looking for stuff that is maybe not not the most obvious big brand campaign. And we, we get a bit of criticism for, you know, oh, why don't you do post more work from smaller agencies or agencies that are outside of the main creative centers and, you know, believe me, I'd like nothing more. I, you know, there is no, there are no parameters in terms of the size of the marketer or the budgets that we're covering. Um, we're looking for any and all kinds of work. Um, the only criteria is that it's a, you know, interesting, a good idea, or you know, has some interesting executional element to it. So please, the more the merrier. The more the merrier. Send your stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah. You know, last time we talked, you talked about the, the, there's a climate now where big advertisers are much more likely to forgo global agencies in exchange for great creative. And I was wondering if you still felt that to be the case maybe even more with the economy or if maybe people are taking less risks or how about I, I think stop talking really... to you tell me what you think? <laughs> no, it's, I think it's a really interesting question. And I, I've had arguments about this with um certain people here. <laughs> Who shall remain nameless, but, you know, <laughs> are worth arguing with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the editor of Ad Age and, you know, people like that. What's um, that guy's name again? No. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. So I, I think there's, you know, it could, there's two ways of looking at that. That, yes, this kind of um, economic climate does tend to make, you know, big marketers just want that the big agency relationship and kind of leave it at that. But I do, I still think that, you know, right now, as has been the case for the last several years, the marketers are just looking for the the best creative solution. And also, you know, with the extra added economic pressure, a solution that might come from either a more cost-effective or, you know, a smaller scale operation. Um, so I think those two scenarios are are both very much in play. I think that um, the latter scenario, the marketers looking for um, just the right creative partner, is mm-hmm. that's what I see happening. Well, I wanted to also not to just keep referring back to our old conversation, although it was it was so interesting. But one of the things that we talked about and we've talked about before, and and you know what, I don't care. I'll bring it up all the time because I really think it's. 
it's something that needs to change. I'm wondering if you think it's been changing. During the last, we talked last time, you know, at the anniversary, and, we, and it was the cover shoot, and I had been to the photo shoot for the cover shoot, and I noticed that there were no women there. And um, I guess you had said that there was going to be a woman or two, but it didn't work out. But any way you look at it, there just aren't a lot of women at the very top in the creative industry. And definitely not in the same numbers as men. And I'm wondering, is it changing? Yeah. Am I not noticing? Is it still the case? It's still very much the case. And, yeah, that cover, which, as you recall, we got a lot of heat for it, and rightly so. Um, but part of me at the time wanted to, to do it, you know, as I said, we did have, there was one woman who was invited to the cover shoot and couldn't make it, unfortunately. But in the end, I'm almost glad it turned out that way because it was such a striking, you know, to see that all-male, <laughs> the all-male review, as that age yeah. called it. Um, it was just like an inescapable sort of, well, there you go. That's, that's what advertising is. And I'm afraid to say it's, I don't think things have changed that much. I really don't see a lot of um, female creative directors. I see, um, and I recently wrote an Ad Age column about this, that there's an equal number of women in ad schools, um, but then once you go through the, the ranks of an ad agency, you don't see um, women going up to the ECD level. And there's been a number of reasons put forward as to why that is, and I, I haven't really heard the, you know, the definitive satisfactory reason. Now, I think that Certain things are going to change and are changing as, you know, the generations change. With each mm-hmm. generation that has fewer and fewer hang-ups about, you know, gender roles and things like that, I think that's inevitable. But I also think there are some, you know, some lingering, I don't know, institutional or societal um, bits of sexism that are really going to be difficult to overcome. One of them I mentioned is, you know, the whole... Can, can you have a family and a creative career? I think that's, that raises an interesting question. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think that it's, um, it's still a huge problem, and it's, it's one that um, I'm kind of concerned about. Well, you know my whole Betty Friedan story. I'm not going to tell it again here, but, yeah, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right about that, and hopefully uh, things will change, but... There's a lot of reasons. As a working mother, there's a lot of reasons why uh, it's it's difficult. So let's yeah. talk. We don't have that much more time, but coming up, very exciting is the Idea Conference, and it's a really interesting place to be, and I know that it, there's still time to go if you want to go, and you, you can be in New York. Do you want to talk about it for a few minutes? Yeah, sure. It's um, on Thursday, the 30th. I do have to say one thing about the Idea Conference this year, just related to what we were just talking about. Um, is that it's a huge drag that there are no women participating. And this is something that, you know, we're conscious of going in, um, you know, or not even conscious of, just having our list of people that we wanted there. And um, there were a lot of women on that list, and the people that said yes were all men. So, you know, we, we've kind of been working frantically over the last couple of weeks to get a few more women on the ticket, but um, I'm not sure there is going to be. So that's sort of a, you know, something that I'm going to mention at the IDEA conference and that it's, it's hanging out there. But mm-hmm. having said that, it's, um, 
the idea conference is, you know, comes out of what I was talking about before about the, the creative mandate expanding and that we, we created the event to have something that was really inspirational in terms of amazing creative and business players who are real innovators. Um, so we weren't just talking about the industry and, you know, what's broken about the industry, um, et cetera, but we're offering some really interesting perspectives on new ways of thinking about, you know, products and communications and business and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's a great event, and uh, come on by. I can also, there's um, a creativity subscriber uh, rate or discount that, again, if anyone wants to email that address that I can give out. Um, but we have people like Nicholas Negroponte, who's um, obviously the creator of One Laptop Per Child. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to have a Chevy Volt there. Um, GM obviously has put a lot into their new electric car, so we're going to have people from GM talking about that. Um, Grant Ashatz, who's a, a molecular gastronomist who runs you know, one of the country's top restaurants called Alinea in Chicago. Um, the New York nice. did a big profile on him recently because he also is, uh, has tongue cancer. So he's got an interesting story of you know, a man who makes his living from food who is struggling with that. Um, Oh wow! And the list goes on. It's yeah, it's a great list. And um, and T, what's the I, I address if people want to? Yeah, wanna the email you to, to sign up and, and go and register. Sure, it's idea08.com. Okay, great. And the last thing, just because we're out of time, um, but I really just want to ask you. I mean, you know, there's so many. There's so many naysayers lately, and everything is so down. I mean, within the industry and with and outside of the industry, and the economy is a mess, and everything's a mess, and we have all this hope with the election coming up, but who knows? What do you see as the bright spot? Because I'd like to end on a happy note um, for coming for, for you know the re- for the next six months that you're really looking forward to covering in creativity, or just looking forward to seeing how it develops. Yeah, I think that, you know, notwithstanding the the huge challenges that are ahead, I think that is still a really, really exciting time. And and I remain really optimistic in terms of, you know, the kinds of things we're going to be seeing from agencies and from brands. And I think that you're starting to see a bit of that, that the the work and the ideas that are really sort of expanding um, the idea of what, you know, brand experiences can be. And I think brands can be even more influential in culture in a good way than they are now. I think they've only scratched the surface in terms of the relevant things brands can create for people, be they applications, products, content, or whatever. And I think a big part of that is also going to be on the social responsibility tip. I think that's going mm-hmm. to be a, a, you know, a bigger part of marketers' MO over the next couple of years. So I think there's a lot to be excited about. And uh, I think I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm, I feel like lucky to be uh, the editor of Creativity so I can sort of be in the middle of it all and uh, reporting on it. You do a fantastic job. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. That's all we have time for today. Please join me next Tuesday for another edition of The Hook. Have a great day.